No watching from the side Said that you got up next Well go ahead and show them why No limits in the sky What up everybody? Welcome to another edition of Up Next The podcast where we tell you who's up next in youth sports I'm Jamal Murphy and of course I got my man Khalid Green in the house What's up man? Peace everybody um, Monday night uh, <laughs> we, we, we getting through this uh, new day in America You know, hopefully... Uh, COVID is uh, going to be long gone in a, in a minute, man. I'm so sick of it. I'm oh, sick of please. wearing masks. <laughs> I'm sick of the whole scene, man. So I just had to get up there my, my chest, man. Hey, but other hey, than that, man, hey. we, we, this is up next, man. It's up next. You're just speaking for all of us there. And, yeah. especially, and especially, you know, it's had a big effect on what we're talking about today. Basketball, um, youth, youth basketball, grassroots basketball, high school basketball, every, all basketball is affected Correct. Uh, by the Correct. pandemic. So I'm leaving everything out. But um, uh, today we have a special guest. We're going to talk about uh, up and coming talent, uh, specifically in, you know, on the Northeast or in the Northeast um, and even uh, New York City. We're going to get into even more specifically. But today, our special guest is Kevin Daniels uh, with NortheastScoutingReport.com. He's also a contributor to Prep Hoops uh, in the New York and New England area. He's an NCAA certified scout, uh, NBA draft consultant, former college assistant coach. And you can find him on Twitter at uh, NE Scouting B-Ball. At NE Scouting B Ball, so check them out. But uh, Kevin, what's going on? Thanks for joining us. No, man, thanks. thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I've known I've known Kevin for a while, man. He's uh, come up in the ranks and and made a hell of a reputation as as, as a scout. He knows that he knows the the game, and um, he's always in he's always in the trenches with these kids. So you know his his eyes are very much respected around the circuit. So. Thanks for yeah. thanks for coming on, Kev. No, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, we go back a while, a while. Yeah, yeah. see yeah. you at the airport, like <laughs> to the airport. <laughs> right, right, right. City to city. So yeah, like, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. Man, why were you flying? <laughs> so yeah, no, it's cool, man. Absolutely, absolutely. No, good stuff. So yeah, so tell us how you got started uh, in the business and scouting, um, and and how long ago you started. Well, I moved here from Philly in 2011 to become a basketball coach. That was my whole thing. I just was working in Philly, dropped everything, moved here and pursued my dream. I was 27 and I was like, you know what? It's time to take a risk in life and do what you want to do. I was in social work, mm-hmm. the MSW program at Temple. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was getting good grades. I was doing well in classes, but I was like, I don't want to do this. So mm-hmm. I dropped everything, applied to St. John's, got in, and moved here a few months later. And then that's where it all started, uh, bouncing around the city. I had zero contacts in my phone from New York when I moved here. Like, I didn't know anybody. So I started working at the uh, YMCA, Junior Knicks, um, and a few programs there. Um, got involved with the Gauchos Weekend Youth Program, which is third grade AAU, um, as an assistant coach. Worked a ton of basketball camps, moved on to Hunter College as an assistant coach, and then uh, did more camps. Started at St. John's as a grad assistant with uh, Lab and those guys. Mm. Gave me the opportunity to uh, see the game from a different perspective, from a bigger perspective. 
And then um, after that, um, I was there, and I was, you always do the scouting piece with basketball, but it's to win basketball games. You're not, like, breaking it down a certain way. And uh, I found my niche in scouting then at St. John's. You know, I found it more entertaining and more – I was more locked in on breaking down players than writing up plays. Right. So, you know, after that, I um, started doing my company and on the side and decided it was time to, you know, put the side and the scouting piece. So that happened in 2014, and then I've been doing the scouting uh, full speed ahead. Mm-hmm. So you concentrate you, – you're on, you're on the Northeast, obviously, but – but uh, is it, uh, you know, more New York City or is it just equal all parts of Northeast? So I'm actually I'm nationwide, so I keep an eye on what's going on uh, nationwide. But my heartbeat is in New York, New England. Mm. So I feel like it's important for me to have a strong feel of what's going on here. And then as it's grow, um, have a good sense of what's going on in Maryland, Philly, um, and then, you know, just keep stretching it out of the entire country. So I met a ton of guys. Um, from coast to coast and continue to build a rapport with those guys. And especially now the pandemic, everyone's trying to figure out ways to get the exposure for their guys. Yeah. The pandemic, as, as I mentioned earlier on the show has really disrupted uh, life period. So um, talk about that. Like uh, how, cause I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, somebody in your role is way more important to, you know, high school coaches, even college coaches and, you know, even NBA uh, personnel at this point. So talk about that. Like, what do you think about that? Well, you know, being the, the second set of eyes and ears uh, in the basketball community is important because, you know, obviously as a coach coming from that perspective, you know, I'm going to be biased to my player. Like, right. my player is going to be the best player. He should be the number one overall pick. <laughs> better, he's a five-star player. You better come get this kid. Better hurry right. up. Right. But, you know, and that's not always the case. Um but, you know, guys work hard for their players and for the families that they work with. So, you know, from high school and grassroots perspective, I, I want to be an honest opinion, truthful opinion for college coaches. And then with the college piece, um, trying to find players who are coming up rankings in college. So a lot of times NBA personnel might see a player, the finished product, but they didn't see – he was six feet at each 14, and now he's 6'10", 220 pounds. So, like, there's a process there that they might not see or understand, but the background information. But when you see it for yourself, starting young is very different. So, I'm trying to provide that piece for uh, NBA personnel as well. So, in your role, who, what guys, you know, have, have like, snuck up on you? And, like, so you, you started in 2014 – who are the guys that you knew right away that were going to be great or, and on the, on the flip side, who are the guys that you might've slept on and, and have shocked you so, in, your, in your career? One guy uh, in particular who I saw right away uh, before all the hype, this is truth to God, honest to God, all the hype, John Morant. Mm. Um, in 2018, they had a, it was a guy at Murray state named Jonathan Stark. And he was the starting point guard first. Really good player, all-conference player. I went to go scout. I didn't go back. I scouted him, watched a few games. No one was watching Murray State during the regular season at the time. And it was this kid out there just making plays. 
athletic rebounding, pushing the ball, seeing the floor well into the rim. I think he averaged like 12 points, six boards, six assists as a, as a freshman. I was, and he was like skinny, and I was like, this kid has been really good. And I actually put him on my, on my Twitter, on my uh, Instagram page, like, keep an eye on this kid. And he actually responded to it, like, yo, thanks for the shout out or something like that. So, so like, you that's got, how so, you got re- so you got receipts on this. That's what yeah, I got receipts. I, 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 receipts. People that are, that are doubting my man, he has receipts. So. Yeah. And he got right. them early because he responded. He ain't responding right. no more. Yeah, you know, he's not, right. he not responding right. now, but back right. then, you know, <laughs> when they respond, it's like, all right, you know, somebody's looking at me. So yeah, he responded to that. And then, um, you know, now he's exploded on the scene. And, you know, but that's the reason why I do go to – every event to try to see what player is coming up. Right. Boys uh, say, why are, you, why are you going to that event? Ain't nobody going to be there. You never know, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never know what kid yeah. is just standing out and he plays with a mom and pop AAU team that don't have a good budget, but, you know, they got him early or his uncle runs a team and you just never know. Yeah. I used to hear that uh, as an NBA scout, too. I used to go to places and other guys were saying, why are you going to that? But I realized they'd saying that because they were too lazy to go themselves. So <laughs> they, wanted to, they, wanted to, they wanted to stop my game. So you yeah. know, I started peeping that early. No, Talk man. About, that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah John Morant, um, that's a funny case because uh, I remember uh, one of my uh, scouting friends, when I wasn't scouting anymore, that's the first name that he told me about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, that's the first name he told me about. I think it was in the fall. He said, I've been to all the practices. And he said, the kid that I'm telling you about, Lid, is, is John, this kid from Murray State named Ja Morant. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because, you know, other people were starting to peep him early too and say, yo, he's, he's going to be that one. Yeah, even after I uh, wrote about him, uh, Jay Bills was on uh, ESPN, like, you know, John Rand, this and that. I was like, wow, like, it's starting <laughs> yeah. to pull up now. Like, it's, um, it's yeah, to next, time, up. next time put that in your pocket, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, who, so who surprised you? Who, who, what guys have surprised you recently? Well, I want to say uh, Michael Bridges really surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work at Nova Camp um, every summer. And the guys would be there working out and, you know, we'd stay and watch them play. And we just say, like, this, this guy, like, how's he the Division One player? Like, he's good, but Nova's, like, the highest of the high. You know, Big East, like, top-tier Big East um, out here in the country. And we – this was, like, 2000, I would say, 14 or 15, and he wasn't even playing yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Different player than what he is now, but he's tall, skinny, just joking around, and we're like – I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> and then he went through that Nova program, and now he's like a legit NBA player. Um, and I'm like, man, like, I was actually talking today to my guys. I was like, you know, I, I never saw this coming with this guy. Mm-hmm. And now he has Chris Paul, and I think his career is going to even blow up even more now. So like, you know, Rubio is a good point guard, but I think Chris Paul is definitely a step up and no it's make um, all those guys a lot better. Right. Yeah, I remember being at a, a Villanova practice uh, and Kyle Neptune, assistant coach there, who used to play for me um, with the Brooklyn Bridge program. He, I told him, I said, listen, Kyle, that kid is going to be good. 
But the only thing that scares me is his body looks like olive oil. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, so, skinny, yeah, he was very skinny, man. So yeah. I was like, that, that body is not an NBA body. But right. I think he was redshirting that year. He Didn't red-shirted. he redshirt? Yep, he redshirted. Yeah. He yeah, yep. Right. So he redshirted. So um, obviously he did a good job developing his body. Villanova does a good job mm-hmm. with those guys. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they have a lot of low-maintenance guys. And, right. you know, <laughs> they don't deal with a lot of headaches. So – you know what you're getting. You know, even as a scout, I knew what I was getting coming out, you know, scouting NBA, uh, scouting Villanova players because mm-hmm. they were always, you know, you know, they, they they have a way about them. They're always classy. Jay, Jay Wright and those guys do a good job. So yep. shout out to the Villanova program, man. Yeah, no, their, their strength coach, uh, I think his name is Shackelford or something like that. He's, like, I mean, Eric Pascal, like all right. the guys. Like, right. they, you look at his Fordham days and then his Nova days. I mean, yeah. he's, older, but he's just his body. That's yeah. completely and different. Think about, and think about that that name right there, Pascal. Wasn't he was a uh, uh, third NBA? Was he third NBA this year? Or second NBA? Um, rookies. He yeah. made the all rookie team, right? Yeah, yeah he, he made the all rookie team. Yeah, he was. He had a really good year. Yeah, one of those guys that um, when he when he transferred, we uh, I was at St. John's. We played them. Um, we played Fordham at the Garden, and this is when he was just like wild. Eric Pascal, like bringing the ball down court, doing whatever he wants to do. Like had to right. complete the lime green light. And I was like, he kind of reminded me of like Raymond Green a little bit. Like, mm. you know, size, ability, long arms. And he wasn't a great athlete yet at first. Right. He was a good athlete. But then at Nova, he redshirted. He came back and just had like this bounce to him. Like right. a different kind of move. Like it, his game is just completely different. And then he's more right. disciplined in his game as well. So that helps right. him become a better player. Right. Right. Yeah. He had bounce even in high school, but it just Villanova brought it, brought the best out of him. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Cause I, for sure. Cause he's chiseled his body. Right. Cause he's a New York city guy uh, or New York. Yeah. New York city guy. And he was playing with, um, uh, the city with, with my guy RJ with the, okay. with Donovan Mitchell. Remember they they played on right. the same yep. on yep. the same right. team in the circuit. So so both those guys, you know. Uh, right. wait, so, so let me ask you. Speaking of, speaking of the city, this this is a great segue because I wanted to get into this with you. Um, you know what what's your take on the strength of of the New York City game or the prospects coming out of New York City? Now I know we're t- we're going to talk about you know young guys today, mm-hmm. um, freshmen and sophomores. But what's your, you know, a lot of people say, you know, the, 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 the talent in the city is down or it's nothing like it was, you know, in the past. What, what's your take on all that? I think that's a false statement. Um, you got to get into the gym and see these guys. Um, a lot of playmakers, a lot of young players with high skill sets, um, versatility, um, just long, athletic, um, not finished product. So like I think a lot of people are spoiled by the finished product or, you know, potential finished product. But I would say in a year or so, it's going to be a, a cream of the crop is going to rise to the top in New York. And we're going to see a lot of those guys start to get the higher rankings, like five star, four star, three star players um, within the next couple of years. I mean, it's a really good talent pool. Do you think, do you think even the guys who st- who stay in the city for high school? Do you think, you know, even that, like, you know, you got guys already who are at IMG or whatever, but um, do you think 
the city game, even including the high school game, will will be rejuvenated? Yeah, I think so. I think I always have this argument with my guy. I was like, you know, we can't say New York is down when the players who are from here are going to other places. Right. If everyone stayed in New York and the, the, the ability to watch the highest players compete every night would be different rather if – I'm a four-star player, and then I go to another school, which I'm not knocking ING. I love those programs. But if I'm going away, and that's hurting the heartbeat of New York. It makes it a little bit weaker. So you could have the New York title, like say I'm from you know from Harlem or whatever, but if you're playing in North Carolina, people in New York are not going to see you or they're not going to identify you as a New York player. Right. right. So – you know, when I go to the Gauchos Round Ball Classic, it's so much talent in there. And like you said, I'm thinking like, man, like I wonder how many kids are going to stay at Cardinal Hayes or how many kids are going to stay at Christ the King. We'd love to see them start and finish there so it kind of get this thing running again. Because it's right that the, the, the talent is here. There's no right. pressure. Right. But you guys want to stay. That's the, that's the problem. Right. So let's, so let's get into some of these guys, um, uh, some of the young talent. And mm-hmm. and one, you know, I'll start with this the kid, a kid we had on, on the podcast recently, uh, Ian Jackson, uh, mm-hmm. twenty twenty four, yep. uh, at Cardinal Hayes. We were really impressed with him, you know, all, you know, from what we saw on the court, but also off the court. Very, very focused, uh, determined kid with with good guidance. It seemed like. What do you, what do you think about him? I think he's a really good player, man. When I saw him, I saw him early on. So I don't scout middle school at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a sense of what's going on and who to keep an eye out for, but I don't go to games and scout. I've been invited to a few um, showcases that I've gone to because guys I'm close with or whatever, but I don't um, make the effort to scout middle school. So when they're coming as freshmen, this is all new to me. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him, I saw him play at the Gauchos round ball um, early on during the season. Played really well, did things that caught my attention, long, athletic, Versatile, versatile, and then over the next, say, month, like, he's exploding. Like, he's exploding. Like, literally becoming a better player before our eyes. Like, his confidence is high. Um, at the unsigned event with James Barrett, I mean, he was coming down the court, pulling the ball, pulling up. Uh, he could defend multiple positions. Uh, very athletic, wiry, gets to his spots, uh, good lateral quickness already. You know, he's he's still very thin. He's tall, and but I mean, man, imagine a kid in like two or three years. Right, right. Yeah, I remember. I remember us sitting together at the unsigned hype camp, and and we were both watching him, and he didn't look like a freshman playing. No, not at all. He, he didn't look like a freshman. He distinguished himself from that pack. In mm-hmm. fact, in fact, as a freshman, he looked better than a lot of those juniors and seniors that were there. Mm. So yep. he was ahead of ahead of ahead of his class. You know at that camp in particular. Yeah. yeah, and that's how he's been ever since, uh, I would say, like, late September. It's just he's got to blossom into his player, and it's it's fun to see. It's fun to watch. And, you know, like I said, I wouldn't hope he stays at Hayes and graduates there. I mean, they have a really good core of players there. So, right. with uh, we, um, Awaka, like, you know, those guys. And, you know, it's, it's a really good team, really good young, young team. Lowe's is lucky. (laughs) (laughs) What about uh, another guy we had on, uh, Anthony Gilks out at uh, IMG? Have you seen him? Yeah. um, 
same kind of like different players. Um, but I mean, I think he's gonna be a freak, man. I think. I mean, he's already six six. I think he's like fourteen or fifteen or something like that. Um, the skill, the skill set, like having a high skill set like that. Uh, the court vision, the ability to put the ball on the floor, get to the rim, shoot it, is it's scary. I mean, we could be looking at the next Kevin Durant or type type player. Um, you know, who knows down the road how tall he can be six eleven, seven feet by the time it's done. I think he grew like five inches in a year, right? Or something crazy like that. He just kept growing. So Yeah, he's been growing. Yeah. So I mean, a kid like that, the writing's on the wall. And like being at IMG, he'll continue to get better, get stronger. Uh, he'll be in the system with those guys. You know, the diet's gonna be there. So I mean, almost what if he asks for a kid like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, see, you, know, you know, keep away from riffraff and just continue to get better. Right. Right. I'm gonna put you on the spot now. You had one scholarship. You're a high school coach. All right. You had one scholarship. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> the, out of those two, who 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 are you taking, man? Who are you taking? I got to talk to my staff, man. And, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I talk to my staff, and we got to make the hoop. You know, we got to make the hoop. <laughs> what we gonna do? <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But so, I'm yeah, so, so I'm a close. PSA of whiz kids coming after me. Right, right, right. <laughs> true, 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 true. True that. And then there's a there's a a, a little lesser known uh, guy, Jam, uh, Jameer Tripp, uh, mm-hmm. 2023, who we, we actually talked to his parents recently. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you what's your take on his game? Man, I put his kid last year at uh, City Legends. And I was sitting with some college coaches, I think Vermont and Fairfield, and we were all like, who is this kid? Like, I mean, have the ability to see the floor, have the IQ, 6'5". At the time, he was still thick, and now he's, his body is starting to catch up now. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, thinning, he's thinning down, he's quicker, um, playing at OSL. You know, they play nonstop. So mm-hmm. he's playing with high-level guys every single day, um, getting better. And I really think he has a high ceiling. Um, I know Pete has him like handling the ball more, mm-hmm. so we can see him become like one of those point guards, point forwards type guys, and like really control the floor and run the offense. I think he's one of those kind of guys. Mm. Now, he, he has the pedigree too, so right, you know, his brother and all that stuff. So like you know, it's you know he he knows what needs to be done, right. where he needs to be. So that's that's always a plus that most players don't have. Yeah, we that, got that feeling from his parents, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm looking at your list. You have uh, uh, you have uh, Will Patterson from mm-hmm. South Shore. Isn't he he's like 6'9"? 6'11". 6'11". 6'11". Long. Right. I mean, seven, I, would, I would estimate he has a seven feet, seven two wingspan, somewhere right. in that. I mean, as a sophomore, uh, he's long, wiry. Still got to get a little stronger. He's a work work in progress, but I mean, I think when it's all said and done, he'll be kind of like uh, Crystal Beckpa, who was at St. John's with me, like shot blocker, rebounder, right? Um, you know, catch passes and finish finish lobs on those right. guys. So right, one of those type guys for sure. You can't teach that type of size, man. No, man, not a lot of six eleven guys walking around. Nah, you know, just, especially in New York. I mean, it's like a guard guard city. So absolutely, yeah. Talk about uh, – so the next guy on the list we have is Chris Bliss. 
from Beloit. I, I don't think I know him. Yeah, Chris is um he runs. Uh, he's like six two, six three, long armed, very crafty point guard. Um, hard to speed him up, hard to rush his game. Um, sees the floor well, pure point guard, very pure, strong body, gets to his spot, um, protects the ball, uh, really gets everyone involved in the game, and then can get a bucket when it's time to get a bucket. So, um, you know, not an elite athlete, not above the rim and torn it down, but someone who will get to the rim and finish over you. So, right, you know, he's a he's a good he's a good player to keep an eye on um, as his career develops. I think he's gonna be a special player. Not probably not in the highlights. You're not gonna see a lot of highlights of Chris on you know all the websites and stuff. But we look at his stats, it'll be like eighteen, eight and nine. Like oh wow, who's this kid? So like one right. of those kind of kids, right? Right. He he played he played varsity last year too as a freshman. Yeah. Yep. So he got a lot of minutes on varsity. And I, I want to say he made all state, but I'm not sure off my head. I think he made all state last year or all con- all conference. I think. Wow. Right. That's pretty big for for that age. Yeah. Yeah. How about the kid um, Flynn from uh, Stepanek? Oh man, really one of my favorite players to watch. Um, you know, he played with those guys uh, in the Gauchos Fall League, and I went through a few of their practices um, this year so far. And the things he does, um, I actually watched him and to the school that I worked with, I was like, you have to offer this kid right now. Like, <laughs> Don't <know>? play with it. <laughs> he, you know, um, he's a talented player. You know, he can shoot the ball. Um, he kind of has uh, the shot, like kind of like Curry. Like, not a lot of lift, but control, like, a lot of control, shoots the same way every time. I'm not saying he's Steph Curry, everybody. Right. Right. I'm, not, I'm not saying he shoots like Curry yet. Uh-huh. But when you watch his form, it's, it's a steady form. It's consistent. And then on the defensive end, he's very active as well. Like, it's a ton of deflections, ton of steals. Um, you wouldn't know if he's a freshman. Like, you walk up to the gym. I mean, I was sitting at Gaucho's gym, and somebody was like, what year is that kid? Senior, junior? I'm like, no, he's a freshman. And like, uh, freshman. I was like, what's out here? I'm like, yeah, that's a freshman. Right. Like, right. Season. School. Yeah. Like yeah. school in September. So, you know, he's he's quick, he's long, he's athletic, about six two. It's funny because he's one of those kids who used to always pop up on my uh Instagram timeline, like when he was younger in middle school. Mm. It's the gauchos and like him and um Carmelo's son are best friends. Melo actually came to a game a few weeks ago. And they were watching him in the playoff game, so you know, you know he he has he has a goods man. He he can be a really, really good player in the years to come. Mm. Then we have one of my Brooklyn's own, Jakai Sanders. Yeah, no, nah, Jakai man. I mean, explosive, quick, strong. Like you look at his shoulders, you can tell like he's gonna be one of those guys like bully ball. To get to where he wants to, I keep saying get to his spots, but it's like I said earlier, these guys all kind of like do the same thing. Like they just, they're, they're more advanced um, mm-hmm. than most freshmen in the city. So their bodies allow them, if they're long and wiry or are already strong, get to where they want to. And then like Kai, I mean, have the ability to shoot it, but no, as a defender, I'm backpedaling so I can put in your face, or if I step up, I'm gonna go by you and get to the rim. That's a, a hard matchup for, for right. any young young kid in high school. Right. Um, so, 
you know, he keeps the pressure on defense. And I mean, he's gonna be, he's he's gonna be really one of those guys as well. Like he might he might get into that four star, three star, four star with the next couple of years. And you have a scoop on him, huh? Oh yeah, I just heard today that he's uh at the Bishop Laughlin. So I mean, you know, when you add that guy with Chris Chris Jeffries and Akaba, uh, I mean, those that's a nice young core. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fab three right there. Yeah, some fab three. And, you know, shout out to Jalen Rose and the boys, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know my uh, my guy Taj Childs is at Saint Saint Thomas More now, Saint Childs' son, and to watch his career over the four years, and then the twins, you know Saint John's and Pitt. Now you have a next the next core guys coming in. That's good to right. see. Right, 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 right. Well, good stuff. Anybody, yep. anybody else that uh, you want to shout out that you could like someone, someone we were leaving out? Um, I like Brandon Williams a lot. Mm-hmm. Brandon Williams from Christ the King. Um, he's a really, really solid player. Um, versatility. I think he has an offer from Illinois and Bryant and already. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a 2020, 2023. And I mean, once that kid gets his body together and starts to understand understand the game better. I mean, he's one of those players who I also hope stays at Christ the King and continues to grow there. But, I mean, he's going to be a really, really good player. Really yeah. good. Player. I'm seeing that, that that Illinois Christ the King connection. They've, they've made a connection. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 No, I mean, Illinois is working, man. Those guys are working. Um, you see a lot of offers in the city from Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, they're working. Um Who's the guy in the staff? Uh, Antigua. Antigua. Yeah, that's right. So, oh, okay, yes. okay. Strong New York, New York guy. So, you know, they're always that makes sense now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe I need to reach out to Antigua myself, man. I gotta <laughs> cut some deals too, man. <laughs> He's a good guy, man. He works yeah, he hard. Is. He definitely always, is. Yeah, I saw him last year at the uh, Luhai game. And I was like, damn, Coach, you came over here for this? He was like, yeah, man, I'm, I just signed that kid right there. And he's uh, the point guard uh, for Luhai. Okay. So, um, you know, you know, he's he's out. He's out working. He's working for sure. Do you, do you uh, foresee any of these guys? I mean, obviously it's early, but and you don't have to say the names because we don't want to put them. They're still young. But any of them have pro potential? I think a lot of them do. I think a lot of them do. I think, you know, obviously, you know, you know the pro game well and, like, the body and the physicality and then just the maturity of being able to handle. One thing scouts always ask me, when he gets a million dollars, how is he going to act? You know, is he going to be humble and, you know, straightforward or is it going to change him? And that's one that I struggle with. I'm like, man, like, you know, if a kid is from the hood, you know, never had nothing. So now he has something, a million dollars, you know, is he going to change? Or if a kid is from the suburbs and he gets a million dollars, is he going to become lazy? So, you know, you don't know know, the reaction. Like, is that that same fire going to still be there once they get to that level? Right. Well, a lot of things are going to change if you get a million dollars. Because yes. if I get a million dollars, I'm going <laughs> to make some. Yeah. I'm going to take a I'm day gonna, off too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make some serious changes around me. <laughs> a few more friends down, you know. Yeah. Coming out of Woodward. Hey, what's yeah. up, man? What's up, cuz? So, yeah. 
Yeah, know. up next podcast going to have a little <laughs> more ju- little jewelry on this thing. <laughs> Shiny objects in the back. <laughs> yeah, so but no, I think I think a few of these guys definitely have high ceilings. Hmm. I put that pressure on the kids. Yeah, um, yeah, but you know, if a lot of them are stay, you know, stay grounded, get the right people, keep working, um, stay out of bodegas, stay out of tiny spaces, <laughs> you know, uh, lock in on your diet and yeah. your everyday routine, get your sleep, and I think a lot of them are gonna be really good players. It's funny. It's it's uh, you. You mentioned something about the million dollars. On a serious note, um, that is a question that we ask in the league. Um, as a scout, I used to, and I told you this uh, uh, plenty times in our conversations. A lot of my, most of my scouting is the intel part. Yeah. You know, finding out about the kids' character, finding about things that you just mentioned, their nutrition, who's mm-hmm. in their circle, because all of those things, you know, can eliminate you from the whole pack. And it's like a pyramid. It starts off real with a real big base, but it gets real narrow at the top. So yeah. so it, it, I'm glad you mentioned the fact that, you know, the off-the-court uh, impediments can really hurt some of these kids in, in, in the future. So hopefully mm-hmm. for the ones that are listening, listen, you know, your grades, your character, your, you know, eliminating some negativity around you will only help you in the long run and it will hurt you immediately. So exactly. Glad and you they, mentioned that. Yeah. I tell kids not, not all the time, but a few have come up to me and asked me about that kind of stuff. And like, I'm like, listen, if you know you have these issues right now, start to work on it. Right. You know, right. don't try to change when you're in front of a NBA scout answering questions. Right. Have that pedigree already behind you saying, you know, I was a trouble, trouble person or whatever in class acting out, but now I have straight A's and I, you know, people love to see that progression. Oh, no question. So no I question. Always, I always tell guys that start to work on your deficiencies now. And a lot of another thing, a lot of people don't understand. With all what it, what we do is we compile all our intel together mm-hmm. as as a scouting department, and then we we also uh, rank the guys that we're getting the information from based on their credibility from the past. Yep. So then, when we're sitting down and asking these questions, we already know the answers. Yeah. <laughs> to, to what yeah. we're asking. So yeah. we just want to know if you're going to lie or if you're going to stand on, you know, some of the deeds, misdeeds or good deeds that you've done. Right. So yeah. it's, it's very important that, you know, uh, there's you an old saying my great grandmother said, yeah, yeah. What, what's in the dark will come to the light. Right. And there's no brighter lights than the NBA. So, yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's, I mean, you, you, you've seen it and, you know, I've done the work in the background. So, right, right. You know, we've seen guys not get drafted based on things that, you know, unfortunately hindered the decision to bring guys to the organization. I mean, it's a family, and no one wants to bring toxic or anything to their family. So right. that's, just, that's just more work, more extra work on, you know, NBA guys who have a ton of things to do already. So, right. you know. Kev, what, what, what advice would you give to somebody, you know, that uh, – to some of these young – athletes who might not be premier athletes, but they want to hang around the game and might want to, you know, take on a career like yourself. Like what, what advice would you give them? Um, those guys learn as much as possible about the game. Keep learning the game. Um, 
you know, you're playing and, you know, you realize I might not be a Division One player, I might not be an NBA player, but I love, I love the game so much. Start to explore other avenues. Um, I wish someone would have told me back when I was young, a six foot three small forward, thinking I'm I'm about to be a Division One player. I'm, I'm going to the NBA. Like, listen, it's not me six three right. forwards running around. You know, Bonnie Wells running around here. So, kind <laughs> um, of let guys know, like, listen, there are other ways to be heavily involved in basketball. You know, if right. it's coaching, um, scouting, media, marketing, whatever it is that you want to do that holds your interests um, career-wise and you actually enjoy, start to explore. Right. You know, get the internships when you're young in college. Uh, when I was in college, I interned with um, the Philadelphia Wings lacrosse. I don't know why. I just was misguided. Right. You know, I could have been at Temple interning with the Sixers. Right. You know, taking a train down to South South Philly every day, and I would have had a, the time of my life, and I probably will be in a different stage now if I was started at age 20, 21. But, you know, when you're – when you're in it and you don't have that much guidance or mentorship, you know, you kind of make decisions just saying, like, ah, whatever, I'll just go do an internship somewhere. Right. somewhere. Now, understanding that you're, you know, setting the foundation for the next 10 years, possibly, the next five years, possibly. Right. right. Yeah, follow follow your heart, you know? Yeah, follow your heart, man. Like, you know, have fun, but also understand that there's a business side and a future. So when you look back, you say, could say, all right, these are the things I could have done who gets where I want to get to, but now I'm doing right. this. So, right. you know, I try to tell young guys that all the time. But, you know, like I said, everyone wants to be a Division One player. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go to Kentucky and Duke and Kansas, and I'm like, listen, <laughs> right. if they're not calling you by now, they might not. <laughs> Right, it might then, not be in a car unless then, you grow six inches yeah. in the next couple of years. Right. And by now, by now means like a freshman. Now, yeah, like hey, how you doing, buddy? Right. So, <laughs> get a letter in the mail, like oh, right. I got these letters. You know, it's not happening now. You know, realistically, it's not gonna happen. Right. I have a I have a final question. So, there's been rumors. I'm sure you've heard uh, that the league kids might be allowed to come out of the league out um, from high school. Yeah, to the NBA. Mm-hmm. How would that affect your job? Like, would w- would that you know talk about that? How that how you would make some adjustments and how probably you'd be way more important now to you know some of these scouts and NBA personnel. Oh, you know, it may it may intrigue teams to see what I do a little bit deeper rather than just you know the 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 baseline stuff that I work with those guys with, mm-hmm. and then. You got to treat a high school senior like a college freshman now. Right. Um, understanding that, you know, they might not play against guys at their level, depending on the schools that they go to. Now, if you go to IMGs and, you know, Montverdes, then they're going to play against high-level guys. But, like, they're, like, locally still going to the local public school. You know, like Lower Marion, you know, playing against regular players, you got to really identify and say, okay, you know, is this guy a tier one player, but he's playing against, you know, tier, a few tier one guys once in a while, but mostly tier two, tier three guys, you know. So I said that because, like, Kobe Bryant, you know, that was one of the things coming out, like, you know, the competition level um, at his school, it was kind of like, you know, are, you know, are these guys high level? But the, the skill was there, the talent was there, the size was there, the ability was there. It was just about getting to the weight room and, 
you know, developing his body, but the skill level was there. So I think when we look at the guys now, those are some of the things that it's kind of like a checklist. Like, can put the ball on the floor, check, can shoot the ball, check. Um, Now, can we do it consistently at a high level? Right. Right. And then, you know, playing against that, can he guard, can he guard, pick and rolls, and can he, is he a good communicator on the floor? And can he open shots? I always tell my friend, I think, you know, can a guy make an open shot with 20,000 fans yelling? Right, right. You know, rather than just his little high school gym with people he grew up with, you know. So it's a big difference. It's funny you say that because I, I, I told somebody the other day, a lot of these guys that were looking like superstars in, the, in that bubble, when those fans come back, we're going to see what's <laughs> we're going to see what's real. <laughs> yeah, bubble. <laughs> was the perfect scenario for a lot of those guys, man. Bubble, no fans. I mean, I can right. go in that the, the video monologues in the background. Right, real comfort like, zone. Real comfort you, zone. You in Utah and <laughs> down by three, and those right. things getting on you. Right. It's a whole <laughs> different scenario when they saying F your mom, and you're like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. like, it's crazy here. <laughs> so, Absolutely. You know, so the role players show up at home. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, those are some of the things that, you know, I look at for like other guys who are seniors now. If they do open it up, can those guys handle it? How many of those guys can realistically travel around the country and play eighty two games, mm. um, handle an eight game road trip, you know, pack your living out of suitcase, eating dinner on the road hotel. I can't sleep in hotels. I don't know why. I just cannot. Like, I, I don't get a good night rest in hotels. Some guys right. do, some guys don't. But right. I'm up all night, tossing, turning, turn the AC on. Like, some guys have that problem too. Like, you know, right. and you're not in your, your house for like almost 10 days. That's right. right. And then right. you come home and have a day off, two days off, and you're back to work, playing, practicing, whatever, whatever. So, can you handle that lifestyle? Like, it's not as easy as people think. And, and I, I, I will piggyback that scouting lifestyle in the NBA is not as easy as people think because that's, that's kind of the travel itinerary that I used to have. Gone yeah. four days, home two. I, I remember one time I was going to the West Coast, I think 10, 11 days straight, came back to New York for two days, and I was on the Midwest for another seven days. So yeah. you have to be built for that. You tell me, like, we're talking about, like, you know, how do you manage a relationship? And you was like, yeah. Yo, you're so yeah. right to go down because – Absolutely. It's, it's hard, and that's yep. the truth. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So before before we let you go, I know we 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 talked about mostly East Coast guys and younger guys, but mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you you cover nationally. Who are the mm-hmm. guys, the older guys, still in high school that you just you think are like, you know, like can't misses? I mean, Chet, I mean, Chet is one of those guys. He's he's grown on me, man. Like I wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was, I was a fan, but not a huge fan. Um, I was like, you know, he's he's good. He's skilled. He's long. I saw him play in Jersey last year um, with a sizzle at the uh, Spurka UA event. Mm. And I saw him. I was like, oh, well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but now, right. like a year later, I mean, wow. Like, right. against – Against that team of the Monty Bates team, the Bates Fundamentals team, like the way he plays, like that was a good, that's a good team. Like that's not right. no average 
right. local like right. team. Like those are Mom team. Pop, like, right. Yeah, no, nah, that's not a. Those are really good players on that team, and the way he handled like those guys, I was like, wow. Like he woke me up a little bit. I watched the game twice, and I was yeah. like, man, yeah, we, we watched I don't think, it too. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I was, I've ever seen a seven footer, even on any level, really, just be given the ball, um, run the point. Make, make the right pass, then spin on or spin on you. Go by you or shoot, <laughs> or shoot over you. Like it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got him, Aiden Hardy, um, obviously Imani Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, like those guys. I mean, I like guys who can shoot and create themselves. Um, I think those skills translate uh, better to the next level of college or the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, Rather than you know, it's not many Duncan Robinsons running around. So guys who can come off screens and not get tired and like just continuously make you work like a Reggie Miller type guy, like make you work as a defender, right? And, and still find ways to gather himself and hit a shot, right. right? Or like a Tyler Hero who can do it both ways, take you off the dribble or knock down a shot from the catch from the dribble. Yeah, to the rim. Not a spectacular athlete, but good enough. Good enough to get yep. his spots and like know where he's comfortable getting the shots off. But like, I try to compare guys to that. Not the high level guy, the hard end of those guys. Like those are elite right. players. But right. Right. I look at those guys. I'm like, all right, you know, what are these guys doing compared to those kind of guys? And then like right. in the bubble, the bubble is great because sometimes in the game. Fans like you know we get emotional too. I'm like it was a good game. Like I forget I'm watching. I'm just like a fan now. I'm like oh look at that shot. So right, the right. Allowed me to see a lot like the game a lot differently, um, compared like to a regular NBA season game. Yeah. But you know, I know some of the guys I definitely have high upsides. Definitely see them in the top five draft picks in the next couple years for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, great stuff. Um, again, you know, thanks, thanks for joining us. Uh, Kevin Daniels, NortheastScoutingReport.com. Check that out. Also yeah. contributes to Prep Hoops, uh, New York and New England. Um, and at, on Twitter, at NE Scouting B-Ball. And what's your Instagram again? Uh, Northeast Scouting Report. Northeast Scouting Report. Yeah, oh. so check them out on all those mediums. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you back in the future. Uh, and, talk, and talk about you know other guys or the same guys. We'll, we'll that's see. The, that's the that's the KD of scouting, man. It's the KD of scouting. All right, All right, that's your new name. That's what we're that's what we calling you now, man. The KD I'm of older, scouting. I'm older than KD. I'm real KD. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> I'm the real KD. I, hear that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for yes, having sir. me. This is great. Um, you know, if you want to contact me, you can go to the website. It's uh, northeastscoutingreport.com. Right. I have a, um, like a free box, you write a quick email to me and I'll definitely get back to you. Great. All right. Great. Sounds good. Thanks All a right. lot. Man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kate. Guys, I appreciate it. Yep. All right. Peace. All right, have a good one. All right. So New York City's not dead. So no, man. no, no. <laughs> Hip hop is not dead, neither is <laughs> neither is New York City, man. I'm 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 happy to hear that. Uh, you know, this is a guy who has a real grasp on on high school basketball here in New York and New England. So he knows his stuff. Uh, as, I, as I said earlier, I've seen him, you know, all over these tournaments, all over the place. And, you know, he, he, he's always 
inform me when I was in the NBA who were the up and coming guys in high school. So, you know, I was glad to hear from him tonight. No, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of Up Next. Uh, keep subscribing. Keep uh, giving us the good ratings and good reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. And uh, follow us on social media, of course, at UpNextPod on Instagram and at UpNext underscore pod on Twitter. Peace. 33 like birdie too Time to put on for your city When they never heard of you Ball player Ain't no watching from the side uh, Picking up them pieces Ain't no limits in the sky uh, Said you got up next But gon' show them why uh, One, two, that's a three Now take your shot, ball player Bishop Lachlan, purple and gold That's a flex, uh, Collie Green Got me a scally for he left uh, Joe Cash Something like dollars on the check